Welcome back, Pass Assault, episode 53 or 52? 53. Three. And uh, we're live. We're not being recorded this time via camera. We're still working on some kinks on that, but that's okay. We'll figure it out. And odds are nobody will see the last episode anyways. So That's right. And I should say, actually, this is how we're going to kick this episode off. We're recording at uh, House of Maxwell because... My car has been having some issues the past couple of days, and I had to jump it today, and it was this whole hassle. So I just had John come to me. But we got a fire going. And I now have a car that I'm fine with getting slammed around in the city. Did we talk about that on here? Did We've we- talked about me purchasing the Toyota, but we did not talk about me selling the Mercedes two days ago. Oh. Got rid of it. Finally. Who in in quarantine? <laughs> what who bought idiot? it? <laughs> who, bought, who bought just private sale? I sold it to a dealership. Oh, okay. Again. Second car in a row. Did you get your money back on it? Close. Okay. Not, not okay. all of it. Really, really close. Like for for me having bought and sold two vehicles that are both worth well over ten G's a piece in the last, I don't know, they were both sold within the last five six months, and getting a thousand dollar net loss between the two of them. Oh, that's not bad. That's not bad at all. That's nothing. Did uh. Did you have to tell the dealership about the keying and the rewrap, or do, does that show up on the Carfax or anything, or no? If I would have put it through insurance, yeah, yeah, but I didn't. So they I didn't tell them know. shit, bro. I didn't. They didn't. They don't even know that they bought a car with a bent rim that like shakes. I don't know how they didn't realize that, but well, the sale's done. It's over. Mm-hmm. As is, baby. As is. So they. So. Wow, you got you gonna use that cash for something nice? You gonna go away? What are you gonna do? No, I'm just not like destitute now. Okay. <laughs> I'm just now okay. But I am road tripping to Florida, but not because I have bread, which is why it's a road trip and not a flight. Oh, so you <laughs> decided on that? I'm like 90%. Well, let me know. Are you road tripping in the Camry? Fuck yeah. It's the only car I have now. Unless I did a rental, but rentals cost a lot if you're under 25. Yeah, they're not really. Yeah. It would even it would suck if your rental broke down too. If your car breaks down, at least you're responsible for it. I'd rather the rental breakdown than my car breakdown. Because you is that cover? Do they cover 15, it? If you pay an extra fifteen bucks or whatever. Oh, okay, really? Yeah. Well, that's not you bad. Get the insurance 15? on it. Fifteen. you can get a car accident, and nothing matters. Yeah, well, theoretically. No, but your I think your rates would go up. Right. No, if you say, if you purchase the extra waiver, oh, the if you purchase the waiver, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is why you always, always should, according to many people I've talked to. Well, yeah, I would cover all my bases renting a car just because I'm like my own personal karma. Like, for example, flat tire yesterday, needed to jump the car today. Max's karma with cars, not great. I'm actually thinking about renting a car now that we're talking about it. Like, I've heard of so many people doing rentals for cross-country road trips so that they don't beat the shit out of their cars. But and you're not 25, so wouldn't it be like... There's an extra charge, yeah. A lot more. I don't know. I want to find out, and then I'll be able to make a decision. What are you going to do, Enterprise? I don't know. Probably. There is one right up the street from my Where, house. I would never work at a car rental place. Why? Because you just got to deal with people who want a different car all day? It just seems depressing. Yeah, it does seem like a depressing place, for sure. Unless it's an exotic car rental place, which is in which case it's either yeah. a bunch of scam artists or like the coolest place on earth. One of the two. Or like the frat guys who come into the city and they want to like... Enjoy their time over there, so they buy a nice something to flex. And then rent it out on the yeah. weekends when they're not there? I don't know. 
I find it hard to justify buying a nice car after having now officially owned one. Um, renting might be the way to go. But I'm a car guy in the sense that I really like driving nice cars, not in the sense that I know how to fix them or anything. You're also, but yeah, I mean. It's kind of an in-between. This location's not great either for wanting to have a car. Buffalo I mean, is a god-awful city for being a car guy, 100%. There's Even only a couple the... cool cars rolling around here, and if they are, it's usually older white guys who don't want to like actually drive the cars hard. It's like their four hundred one k's kind of like they'll just sell it for twenty grand and like go and like have a good vacation. <laughs> They're not gonna ride it out too hard. Yeah, I don't know. It's and plus all the potholes. Like there's incentives to not have nice cars in Buffalo. The potholes, the snow. You only get to drive it for. You've seen that X guy that fills potholes with food, right? Is that in Buffalo? Yeah. What? He like filled. He like the one time he did spaghetti and the, the one time he did like a hundred wings in a pothole. And oh, I, I did hear about that on blue National Wing Day or something. And he's like Byron, and I'm like, yeah, Byron. <laughs> I don't really see the point in that, to be honest. It's just emphasizing how big it is. Like, I can fit this much spaghetti in a pothole. Yeah. But at some point, do we blame the city or do we just blame the fact that we live in an environment that gets cold and then gets warm every year? And when things get cold and then warm, they expand and contract. So it's not like, hey, fix all the potholes and then this problem's done. It's, hey, fix all the potholes every single spring for eternity. Yeah. I don't know. They could solve the road problem, but they don't want to because it's better to keep buying more and doing more and keeping people, you know, fixing roads. The technology's there. Tempered glass roads or roads that you just heat. They come with this truck that you heat. You, like, drive the truck over the potholes, and the heat closes the roads. It's crazy, but we don't do that. No one does that. I was going to say, I've never heard of this. Because it sounds like something in Sweden. It's not like there's an agenda, but it's not really at the forefront. They're not like trying to puppet through the streets right now because... I mean, it's just not financially responsible. If I heard that they were spending money on that, I'd be like, we could be spending this on better things. Actually, I might be okay with it, but I would know right. that Zipper most taxpayers... Yeah. Most? I mean, have you been on the turnpike? Any large country, I feel like. That's just a symptom yeah. of just being 400 million people. And like just like not spending money on it, like why why yeah. would we fix our roads when we can put it you know some, towards something else? Or when Elon Musk is going to start Plus building, municipalities have to make money and they don't. You so, done? Go ahead. I was saying Elon Musk before you interrupted me. We just tunnel the shit out of the country. Very Jordan Peele esque with uh, what's that movie? Uh, Us? No. Um, oh, where it's the underground labs? That's us. Yeah, us. Yeah. Yeah. But he wants to do the train, though, right? High-speed rail system? Well, Musk's plan was the... Uh, it's like a rail system for your car. Wait. So you drive the car onto the rail, and then it takes you somewhere, and then you drive your car off like a ferry would? Yeah, except it's, it's super high speed. Yeah. Because it controls everything for you, so you can go like 100 miles an hour, and it's just zooming you around. He has one. Like, there is a tunnel, like, under L.A. that they use. It's, like, a mile long, and it's, I don't know, 45 seconds, and you're done. Something like that. For a mile? Where are you going in a mile? It's, like, an example thing. Oh, it's an example. Yeah. A proof of theory or whatever. That it could work, like his Neuralink. 
Yeah, the Neuralink is so... Here's the thing. If you can make a rocket that can land itself, I don't know if I can really say that anything he says is bullshit. Like, that's insane. That's insane. AI is getting smart. They're going to start doing manned missions soon. SpaceX. That's ridiculous. There's a private company not associated with any individual country, even though it's essentially an American company. Essentially. Going up into space. Doesn't that scare you a little bit? It feels like the future. Here's the thing. What do you think he's going to do? Do you think he's going to mine? Or what? Like what? He like Mars? Just asteroids that are floating around Earth? Just based off the way he moves in general, I would say he's going to go right to terraforming. He's going to think he can like set up some kind of station out there. It would be his grandchildren's grandchildren who would benefit from that. It would take a long time to terraform. It takes years. What about a bubble instead of a terraform? I don't know. I don't even know if the technology is out there. Yeah, it's not yet. It's not. So but neither is Neuralink, and neither was landing a fucking uh, spacecraft. So, so the mining theory I like. I don't think it's going to happen, but I like it because think about him just having access to all these metals, aluminum, iron, nickel, all that from space. So all the price of them drives down, and so they become widely more available. So people, private companies, or just private dudes in their garage, could build more things more easily. Technology. That does feel like everybody's you know going to become in, scrappers. You know how in Star Wars everybody knows how to fix things. Yeah, I think that's like how that happens. That's like I'm hoping the step. that because our generation will be the ones that don't know how to fix anything. So I'm hoping that the AI is smart enough by then so they'll do it for us. We'll use our like m- money to buy a nice robot or something. Yeah. What if everybody has like instead of in Harry Potter where people have like a personal pet that's like has a personality, everybody has a little robot. That can like fit in, or basically, what if our phones evolve into personal like R two D two going in the X wing, way smaller, something that could like turn into a belt. I like the wearable. Wearable, I'm for. I'm for wearable. It would have to be something like semi functional. You could do it in your phone. Like your phone could probably be that smart. I'm saying where it can like like a wristwatch. It can you? transform like transformer style. And become a little robot that can help you do things. Like, it'll just start, like, putting together your table that you ordered from Ikea. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine your phone putting together your Zubendorf in the corner? You save money, <laughs> so you buy a, a cheaper, like, black market robot, and it you give it an Ikea task, and it just blows up because it can't. It can't, it can't it. handle the complexity. <laughs> like the cheaper models It's just basically can't. a supercomputer, There's and it no just can't comprehend. Quantum computing. We're going to get there. Here's what's going to happen, though, I think. Somehow, like some way, the computer is just going to become intelligent, like when we don't mean it to. Like someone's going to be like making a quantum computer or something high level that we don't understand. And all of a sudden, it's going to be it's going to be alive. I don't think it would like in the movies where it becomes like a sentient human-esque person and it slowly takes over. No, I don't buy that. I don't even think it's going to take over. I just think it's going to become aware. like, Like how you were talking, like if they were creating some mega quantum computer that was like above what they had ever done before and they just turn it on and it does so many it wouldn't it wouldn't have to take weeks and months of it like learning the human race to no. then like decide that it hates us it would be an instantaneous everything gets shut down on the sp- the grid gone like the second it gets turned on and that would be it we'd be instantly back into 
because well, that's smart 70, because they would know that without like early. electricity, we would be done. The whole world would be done. But I think it the type of like AI ruining the world type, uh, like a realistic version of it would just be that. I don't think it would be an army of robots marching no. around like killing people. I think it would just be the grid goes immediately. Yeah, but and it would have in, to have some the, defenses because then everybody would decide we should just hack it. We should just hack at it with axes until it dies. So it has to be able to defend its mainframe or whatever. I mean, once it's in the internet, it's there say, forever. Like, uh, it's, right? it's a virus. It's, it's gone. As but soon it, as it's but created, it transfers it's from its supercomputer to a different one, like a HP laptop. It's not going to be able to compute as high as... You know. you know who's gone deeper into this than we have? Who? DC Comics. <laughs> they have. Brainiac. This is we're just describing Brainiac essentially yeah, I don't except think that we're describing Brainiac so far evolved cuz at some point they do think that they kill Brainiac and he's like no motherfucker I'm on the internet now. <laughs> I think that I don't think it's going to be like I, I really don't think it's going to like take over the world but I think that like if it's sentient it's going to be we're going to have a relationship to it similar how we have a relationship to our dog where where we're that computer's pet now. Like, we have to support it. Like, that's the best we can do. We can support it. And we're not not like we're, like, you know, in chains or anything, but just, like, we support it to, in order for it to support us. Because think about this. The world, way too complex to understand. I've just – you have to come to this realization. You can't possibly understand everything. You know what I mean? Like, the way the markets work, the way the world actually works, no one can understand it. But – an AI that like turned on quantum computing would instantly instantly. Yep. That's what's scary because right now, think about this. I was reading an article about this. Like if you, most of uh, ordering things online or, or the import export game, <clears throat> like massive shipping containers, that's all automated. Now AI like picks the crate, picks it. It's all computerized. You don't actually have to, you know, do like the hard, like what's in this crate. It's all automated. So, if an AI like had control of that, it would just understand it instantly. Theoretically, if every major um, company that was involved in the production of textiles or just involved in shipping, if all those companies had the budget to AI every individual thing that occurs in between you clicking order on something and it getting to your door... Because the tech is there. For Amazon all that to drones, happen. bro. Exactly. So the tech is there. If they all had the budget, they would. And guess who the only valuable people in the United States would become? Who? Artisans and like skilled workers that an AI couldn't handle, like a barber, for instance. You can program haircuts. No. They can't. They haven't gotten that far yet. There's been like little devices where they'll try to do shit like that, and it goes so wrong. I know, but like it's, it's not even close. I'm not saying now, but it's only going to get. It's only going to get. Yeah, I could see it eventually. I, mean? I don't know. I could see that eventually, I guess. It but it'd just be a lot. Basically, take like a you put on something, and it takes like a, a 3D of your scalp, like your head shape, because there's a lot of little bumps and little things and variations, and then it would do the haircut. Yeah, it'd be hard to convince people to let <clears throat> those blades near your, your face. And I mean, that, think about know? this. They can edit genes, right? So if that get, technology gets better, parents could select what their child might look like. Oh, that's already like multiple books and movies are based off of exactly what you just said. Right. Eugenics, son. Well, yeah. So that would be, that's scary. Some scary stuff. And but at the same time, if you could choose, meat, if you could choose 
for your child to not be born with with x whatever yeah. yeah whatever you think it is that'll that'll be the worst possible thing for your kid to be born with let's say it's a physical impairment let's say it's a mental impairment what if it's fucking both like what if it's a what if your kid would have been wheelchair ridden and one step up from a vegetable or you pay i don't know i assume it'd be more than it would, 20, 20 grand it'd be a lot of money and comes out of a five-star athlete <laughs> like what like what is well you know what i mean like maybe you don't take it that far maybe I here's the thing know. here's is the that thing, eventually you, you just go the market with five-star athletes either and i don't think that they're that's as predictive I th- i'm talking about things like yeah like genetic disorders well, genius. what if you just make them a 400 color. iq genius what if everybody that, coming out? That's, that's a based, whole movie right there. But like that's based that already on exists. the idea that you can definitely trace IQ to a specific gene, and I don't think you can yet. Yeah. There is a movie where there's basically two classes of people. People that have been like genetically like created from birth or from uh, like the utero state, whatever you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. From a cellular right. stage on, like, they've been like, like crafted. Test two babies. And then other people are like regular and they're viewed as like lower class because they're not as good looking they're not Dude, as you smart know what movie this reminds it's me of from like the 80s or something have you ever seen the island no. with ewan mcgregor and i'm pretty sure scarlett johansson so this movie is it sounds good just right there so this movie is like there's a bunch of people that all live in this underground complex and there's a lottery to like have your whole life paid for and go to this island and live the rest of your life not having to work but it, it's really, I mean, I don't know if you're really going to watch this or not. This isn't a major spoiler because other things happen. What's but, it on? Uh, that's a good question. It's not a, it's like a B movie, so it's not like going to be that hard to find or anything. But it's The uh, name is so vague, though, that it, it could be hard to find. Um, the island. But everybody who lives there is actually a test tube baby that's a clone. They might not look the same as the clone of them up on the real world, but they're just there to farm their organs and skin to keep people living longer. So like you can get complete skin transplants and it already will be accepted by your body because it is your DNA. And so the lottery is not, you know, they so just, rich, so rich people just pay for these farms and they kill these clones. They kill them and, and then harvest everything, replace all their organs and skin and then like live an extra 40, 50, 60, 70 years. That's or if like nuts. I'm going through life, that's and all a of really a sudden, good concept though yeah. for a movie. Like that's a perfect. I love dystopian, like true dystopian concept movies like that, where it's like just a slightly fucked up version of our future that is almost realistic, even though it's like sci-fi ish. And they, it feels yeah. realistic. They get to the surface, and it's just like normal. Like it'd be us because it's really the ultra rich that have access to this. Because think about it. Think about like. Going through life, let's say you're 35 and you get in a car accident and like you need a heart, you pay like an exorbitant amount of money. You get your clones hard, but your clone also died. So maybe you need a new clone if something else happens later in life. So you pay more money to get another one made. Yeah, it was a pretty interesting interesting concept of a movie. Hmm. I wonder how much See, it would it'd be. Eat. It'd be too late though because the clone has to be the same age as you for everything to match up properly on a. It should be like you couldn't get a transplant from. Oh no! Actually, I have heard of people getting transplants from like if a kid gets in a car accident, someone like a little older can handle. I think like past certain like obviously if I think if I got in a car accident and I needed a heart, I don't know if I could get like a seven year old's heart. I'm 23, but maybe like 
16, 17, 18. You know what I mean? Closer. There's a famous motivational speaker who like picked out that his um, part of his like heart. I don't know if it was a full heart transplant. It might have been. Whatever. Some kind of huge, huge transplant. He realized that it was an Asian woman that gave it to him. He like figured it out and then like ended up like he he sensed it and then he confirmed his feelings and found out. He like just like woke up one day. It was like Asian. He just it was like over a long period of time. He he got like his whole personality changed. He became a lot happier and more laid back. He's a motivational speaker, but he's also like a world record holding at one point world record holding power lifter and just a freak in the gym. He's he's not like a motivational speaker like like Gary Vee or whatever. He's much more like come on motherfucker. Like he gets in your face. He's much more aggressive. Like Goggins. Yeah. It. How did yeah. he? I don't get it. Like, so he just was different and he was like, I need to find out whose heart this was because I feel so different. Yeah. Yep. Did he have the heart transplant post being a power lifter? Was that the reason he needed one? Yeah, he's in his like 50s or 60s now. But he okay. still lifts all. He's still an animal, but he's been taking roids all of his life. Like, there's there's reasons he needed this. He had like three heart attacks or something. Oh, gosh. Something nuts. Yeah, that's not good. C.T. Fletcher. Very, very it sounds interesting. Like, it's a very, like, 1890s Victorian-era name. Like, C.T. Fletcher's, you know, shoemaker. Yeah. Like, sounds like the name of a good bar. C.T. Fletcher's. That's a good bar. That's a good pub. Like, like remember Empty Pockets? They were the... Empty Pockets. Car- ...cause of some controversy in Buffalo over the summer. Yep. C.T. Fletcher. You know what we were going to talk about? Hmm. Euphoria. We were. Explain what you have seen. I uh, <clears throat> didn't watch the series when it came out, so I wanted to watch it before this season two. Is it HBO show? Yes, HBO. Starring Zendaya. Produced by, executive produced by Drake, but. Really? Yeah, I don't think, clearly, because his music's in it, I don't know how much of a creative hand he has in it. I really think he's just bankrolling it and putting his name on a project. Yeah. Sam Levinson is the name of the director of most of the episodes, writer of a lot of the episodes. I think he's also a producer on it. Um I think the show is pretty good. Overall, it's pretty good. I don't... I think it's amazing. I think it's pretty good. I think the acting's pretty good. The Zendaya, I, I haven't really seen a, a lot of things she's done. Um, but this is definitely... I was like, wow, this is... You know, she's pretty good at her job, and she's pretty young, so it's only up from here. Here's she play, what I think. She plays like a 16-year-old why, drug addict. Why? I'm just trying to... I don't know the answer to this question, but why is the show necessarily have to be... Why does the show have to be effective by being a high school setting? All these characters could be in college. It make just a little more sense and still be just as effective because but it's still it's all stuff that's still realistic for high school. There's a lot of kids doing some pretty hard drugs in that high school. Yeah. They seem like everybody's doing it. And I don't I think that we went to like very particular high schools. I know, but there are pockets of groups of friends who get into that in high school. But statistically, that all occurs more so in college and later years. I mean, they're talking like everybody in the school is doing it, essentially. They're not. See, the only characters are either the in, in, in crowd who would be doing that at any like normal public high school. Or the periphery of them. Or the so, so, so far periphery that there end up, ends up being some addiction problems. Like it's it's they're not showing you like a random nerd, you know what I'm saying? They're or they're not even showing you a kid who 
is on sports teams, but is also does well in school. There's no, there's nobody in between. There's only extremes. There's only idiot cheerleaders, douchebag jocks, right. and they have to and then like conflicts. transgender kids. Like there's only the farthest extremes of I think that hypernormal to abnormal. I think that the characters that in the show, and I see this in a lot of TV shows these days, is they'll present to you a character that's like a trope, like the jock. And yep. then they'll try as hard as they can to flip the jock on its ass. And sometimes I think that they overdo it. I don't think every character needs to be like that. But at least when they did flip it, all the subplots were pretty interesting. Like Nate Jacobs' subplot is pretty interesting. His, his development. Is, his is wild. With the real kicker for his was his dad's. Oh, yeah. That one threw me. Let me ask you a question. Do you think that what his dad does is an addiction or just something he does because something he's repressed all with. of his life and now well, it's no, turned he has into all the cds so he know he knows exactly how he wants to do it in private you know he knows this is, is all he wants to do which i found interesting but i think it's i think it's it's a little of both maybe a little bit of addiction a little bit of conservative values like this is something you do behind closed doors for a reason yeah i think he's if he could live his life openly he'd be like a completely different person but that would shatter his sense of self because he's built up this entire I'm a character guy. yeah he owns he's a successful masculine businessman with a crazy eighty thousand dollar f-150 and a huge house that he built in his company or whatever and he's really into i don't actually we don't really have a we big don't have a definition full, we don't have a full range of- and you know what they also don't really touch on hmm. Or they kind of do. They touch on the fact that he is having sex with a trans person, but they don't really touch on the fact that that trans person is supposed is in the show is sixteen. No, they touch on that a lot. Really? I feel it's been like seven months since I watched. They the show. only bring it up in terms of threat, though. Like she'll Nate or her will or Jules will bring it up and be like, you know, talking about it in in a form of threat. Like, but the actual like young people themselves see don't uh, so really see it as a crazy problem that Jules finds it okay to have sex with a forty five year old. Not man. only that, but th- that's she's not the only one that's having sex with. So was and I forget her name. The cheerleader idiot, like the two on the IQ not, scale. Yes, like just, yes, her Maddie, but but. Her friend, who was at first, she was bigger. The she blonde. Oh, 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 the goth one. Um, yes, I know exactly who you're talking about. What's her character's name? I'm not gonna know. There's no way I remember. It's um, not like Jade, is she, it? Because she went through this whole like body positivity kind of thing, and like, there's nothing more dangerous than a big girl who knows what she wants. And she has sex with several people older than adult age, and she's 16. And they don't make it look creepy so is it they don't make it into a weird thing and they should be showing that it's a weird thing they shouldn't be like normalizing shit like that here's the thing though is that we all knew chicks in high school that were having sex with older guys so it is a somewhat normal thing to happen here's the thing but it's not a normal thing if that makes sense it's disgusting it it does happen and i'll tell you what because at least just studying in school like the numbers that are actually aware of like that authorities are aware of and like marked down in surveys and stuff is pretty large. And so imagine how many we don't know about, but you're right. A lot of characters in the show kind of cross that line and it is very casual about it, which is kind of strange. And is, do you think that's really going on across the country? 
I mean, I just knew of chicks in high school that were doing shit like that, so I'm not super surprised. It is all consensual, which is which makes it interesting because they're presenting underage children I, as like consenting adults almost. You want to know what I like about the show? Hmm. They very rarely, if ever throw labels around at all gay bi lesbian queer none of that it's just kind of like he's into guys as well or like it's very matter of fact which is like that which is as modern as it gets i like when it comes to like how people actually interact with each other now in real life if you're of if you're in that age range like if you're in high school right now in a in let's say new york because it's a more liberal place where you know if you're in the heart of georgia you might not get this as much but like, there's gonna be gay kids in your class. There's pro- there might even be a trans kid in your class. Like, it's just status but quo, but which is like at, the at future age, we all want. At that age, I don't think I think the show would have been lost on a lot of people if there were multiple scenes of people describing a label. I'm this. I'm that. It was just kind of like let's just roll through and like yeah. let's it, just pretend it, like it's, it's because I don't really dork. think it matters for a lot of the characters and that's more modern and it gets rid of a lot of like unnecessary scenes and it's just better it's it just makes better. it less corny because if the, if it was like Degrassi where they're going like oh my god I'm gay and they're like oh my god let's come out and then they had all that whole thing imagine if we'd be yeah. sitting here go, rolling our eyes like oh my here we go another one of these but it's not that it's just matter yeah, of fact yeah he's gay what about it or it's not even that it's just like it's just like it is like it's it is what it is like it's i don't even see people throwing around like even when like nate would be talking about he can't tell anybody about his thing he does behind closed doors because his guys you know he knows how the masculine like tropes and all that he doesn't even say it like he doesn't even say like it's I just can't implied. Say that i'm gay it's just all implied because he's not gay well he it's a it's a he's attracted to the trans that, to the trans character but he also had nudes on his phone of other dudes which doesn't make a person oh, gay. Yeah. actually it oh, doesn't yeah, even yeah. make them necessarily buy but those are convenient to use it's in high school it. that's enough to convince anybody that somebody right. is homosexual for sure so it's very interesting how they kind of do that and i but i like it and i think that ali which comes in more so at the end of they did like a uh, like i said like a in-between episode for season two He's a really strong character, and I like that actor. I have no idea. Is who Ali he is. the one that looks like uh, Mac Miller? No, that's Fezco. Fez. He's a cool character too. He, okay, wait. Who's Ali? Because you said this when we were talking he about is it earlier. Rue's sponsor from NA. Oh, the older black guy. Let me see if I can find like him. the forty-year-old black dude who just like is really yeah. Uh, he's yeah, yeah, he's yeah. fifty-four in the show. Also, that girl's name was Cat. Cat was the bigger yes. girl. Cat Hernandez. That fits her. Um, even though the only cat I've ever known is super tiny, ironically. Do you know? Do we know anybody? I mean, not that we need to name names, but do you think that her sh- story arc was realistic cat? or? Oh, cat was super realistic with the whole. I like, know panning. multiple cats. Yeah. I know so many people similar to her, where she is like kind of shy and like a bigger girl, and then realizes that like big can be sexy, and if 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 it's you know worn with confidence, and then boom, like this whole switch happens where she's like fuck. Yes, and fuck me. Like that is, I've seen that happen. I can name two or three. She was camming for multiple like guys in their 50s, you could tell. Yeah. And they don't talk about how crazy that is. Crazy. She was securing a bag, sure, but that's kind of weird. Yeah. You know, they promote it as a good thing almost. 
It's like a chick having an OnlyFans, except she's 16 in the show or 16. Seven, whatever the fucking number is. Like That's the thing. It's like, crazy. how are we supposed to take the show that, first of all, this just feels like Drake's, like, you know, that like kind of thing on the internet where Drake is into high schoolers. It kind of feels like because Drake's. Of, because of would, him hanging out with Eleven. And getting high schoolers merch from several high schools, like I don't know, and that one girl he made out with on stage who was seventeen. Doesn't matter. Whoa! But this just feels like Drake's. Like <laughs> I didn't hear about that. I just knew about the eleven album. shit. Like he hangs, he texts. 11. No, there was a video. What's of her him name? What's concert? her real name? Uh, Millie Bobby Brown. Yes, he like is friends with this chick. She's fucking thirteen or yeah, something. But it's okay. But either way, yeah. It's are we supposed to take the show like? It doesn't matter like that they're doing it or are we supposed to think about, oh, this is pretty fucked up that they're younger and like they, you know, what I've noticed none of their parents give a fuck. Parents are non-characters. Bro, parents don't matter in the show. Like they, they all pop up though. Like they're all showed, they're all shown for like two whole seconds and they're just idiots. Here's the thing. Everything goes right over their head. They have no concept of how their children are using the internet, drugs, alcohol, like it's insane. Like I just grew up where my parents were like trying to figure out what I was even considering doing, let alone yeah. what I was actually and doing. And in terms of parental like involvement, the only strong involvement is from the football player's Kale, dad, Kale, Nate Jacobs' dad, and then McKay. They're both like hyper masculine. Like you gotta keep your head in the game. Like everything's based on that, and that's basically. But even then, they're both allowed to go do whatever the fuck they want for the most yeah. part. They all go to like crazy parties all the time. Although. Is this how it is living in California in high school? Maybe that's what we're missing, is that it's a California-based show, I think. And that's why everything's like, oh, yeah, that guy, he's he's into dudes or whatever. Or well, there's a trans character like that's almost... Not only that, but I think they're trying to present the parents from the viewpoint of the high schoolers where they don't matter. Because in high school, nothing matters. Your parents don't matter. You just want to be with your friends and do whatever you want to do. But here's a good parent character. McKay's girlfriend, who's still in high school when he's in college, Cassie, her mom always had a glass of wine in her hand. Yeah, okay, she's, they, she's they the classic, like, I love Percocet and wine but and telling my daughter that she looks great in any slutty dress she tries to wear. Her mom gets depth twice in the show, and it's enough to to strengthen that character so much. I thought that was really well done. Two, a ditzy blonde cheerleader is a really easy character to skate over. And they ended up making her one of the most complex characters in the show. I think that giving her minimal Cassie, screen time. All right, let's do Cassie and the mom first. She's let's also one easily, and she's like 24 in real life or whatever. Yeah, probably. She's easily one of the best looking women I've ever seen. Like, she's just insanely good looking. Here's the thing insane. I think that was good what they did with Cassie because it shows kind of what. It shows what a really attractive girl can go through without making it feel like like it would be something like, woe she Like, what was me? I'm yeah. hot. It's not like there's a lot of ways you could present it where you go, get the fuck out of here. I don't feel bad for a pretty girl. Then the way they present it, they don't tell you. They show you what what goes on when you're living with that every single day. And it's, it's interesting, man. What about the... The best scene for that was, well, there's a, she had a couple strong scenes, but there was the frat guys that came into the room and were like... Bro, that scene still needs explanation. It was a haze. But what was it? They didn't like... I for The first time I saw it, I thought these dudes came into the room while their running back was hooking up with the chick. Yep. 
thought they grabbed him, and I thought yep. they shoved something up his ass. They might have. That's the thing. They, they, don't, they don't tell you. It's they not clear. But it needs to be clear. It so, 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 so should be clear. His reaction in the bathroom. Would make you think that they butt-fucked him. Maybe, but also think about this. It was five or six or seven or eight white dudes holding this black dude down. Like there was that. no black dudes in the group? Not that I saw. It's a shitty football team. That held this dude down on the ground in the in the moment he was trying to be intimate. So imagine that emotion switch like that, and then like that's pretty traumatic. And you're and you're in your boxers. And then the thing that really characterized him was he wanted to keep going because his head's always in the game. You have well, to he perform. Didn't. You have to be a man. You have to be masculine. That's why yeah, that scene and then was really he, good. And then he was super. Yeah. But the mom. He always reminds me of Kay. For some reason. Well, his name's McKay. His last name's McKay. Yeah, but he also is like a similar statured, similar age. Hair is like equally on point. Also, the way that the show did an x-ray of Cassie's like uh, torso to show you that she was pregnant. The same time, basically right next to each other, we're doing an x-ray of Rue's kidney because she had an infection. Baby infection. She gets the abortion. It's this whole. It's that's why the subliminal really pro pro choice. Thing. But Cassie's mom. <laughs> that that's why Cassie's mom is a really strong character because she was supportive of her daughter for the abortion. And also when uh, not Zendaya, when Rue goes through her backstory, how her dad was a heroin addict, that characterizes the mom way more than any other scene because oh she's drinking a lot. You know, at nighttime, glass of wine. She's you know she's dealing with like. That's pretty hard to deal with. That's why she's drinking all the time, but she's still there when she needs to be, which is important. So that's why the show's good. The characters are really strong. And then Fezco and Mouse and all that. Fezco and Mouse are very funny, but they're not blatantly like, oh, we're only here to make you laugh. Like They have complex shit that they're going to get into. Fez already got in some deep shit, but they're still funny Like with only saying two words and shit when they need to be. Um, and that dude's... Uh, they put out like a public audition, and that dude's like audition. Yep, really. And that dude is like from the street, never did anything before. You audition. could tell. You could fucking. They tell. wanted it to be authentic. He was a, like probably a pot. I think he was a pot dealer. I don't want to say he was, but I'm a pretty white sure that's drug what it was. dealer is a hard character. To like, it's hard to find an actor that will properly portray. A white, low-level drug dealer. I like how he's working at the convenience store, though, or at the gas station. That fits. And then she's just, like, walk through the back or whatever. Fits. Yeah. And there's the little kid. Yeah, ashtray. <laughs> and that kid has a face tat, doesn't he? He's got something that makes him look like he should be 28. <laughs> he's, like, fucking 12. Yeah. That's one of the better thought-of characters. Oh, but for sure. I, You know what's super realistic to me? And probably the thing that people relate to the most on the show whether or not you've struggled with drugs, whether or not you've been in a broken home or anything, is the dichotomy and the relationship between Rue, her sister, and her mom. Where there's times when even though Rue's fuck-ups are because of an addiction, which is basically just a sickness, and it's hard, hard to blame her for being an addict, but her mom is losing her shit on her because... She's done something terrible for the millionth time. So the mom's kind of justified in being mad at her daughter for fucking something up for the however manyth time and, you know, disobeying a rule, 
breaking something in the house, stealing. I think it was actually about stealing or something. Yeah, money out of the purse. Yeah, something like that, where it's clearly your drug addict daughter who clearly took it. But the daughter, the youngest daughter, is almost like defending Rue because she's like, Mom, she's clearly sick. But there's also, like, you can see it from all three perspectives. Nobody's right and nobody's wrong. Because as, cause then, like, Rue just attacks her mom verbally, like, really deep. And then her mom says crazy shit back. Where, like, both of them shouldn't have said that. But they're both... It's hard to find fault, really, in anybody in the situation. It's just, it's just shitty. A mess. It's just a shitty mess. And it's real. And that's what real life is. And it's... it you, The feeling in your chest when you're done watching, like, that episode. Or any of, like, the really rough ones. Like, the hot tub scene one or anything it's you feel like you were there here's the thing watch the special it's like that they get uh, part of the special gets into it's rue talking about her and her mom and that kind of and readdressing some of that stuff and that's why it's good Mm. the thing about the special though is you can't just have it on the background because oh yeah it's just the whole show the show in general conversation yeah so you You have to be paying attention attention. here's something that i really liked here's my last thing i'll say um Spoiler alert, because this is about the last episode of the first season. Rue gets back to her room, and after Jules went on a train, and her dad must not care that she's just leaving, and she's 16. Dude, that that was the prime example of nothing mattering in that show, and the parents being non-factors, where her little simp-ass dad just being like, okay, honey, <laughs> gone. Like, okay, Go on. but she gets home, and she does, uh, she does drugs. Uh, she relapses. Oh yeah. First of all, I got to relook at the credits for who shot and directed that. I bet it was Sam Levinson who directed it, but I don't know who shot. Or she's it. like levitating around and shit. That whole like ending scene was I think just gorgeously shot, but one of the things that stuck out to me is that after she stopped wearing her dad's hoodie, when you realize it was her dad's hoodie, she stopped wearing it when she was like feeling good, she was with Jules, everything was kind of going well. When she puts it back on and she's walking out of the room, she tightens the hood. And she she just sl- like turns her head just slightly enough where you can draw the distinction that it's a noose. And it was just b- a beautiful shot. And she then the whole song happens because it was right after she relapses. It's kind of like a bottomless, and that's where she's headed. And I think that it was on purpose that they did that. And this is really where cinematography on TV, you start to notice how much it's changed. Because TV used to just be like, here's what we're shooting. Like, here's the episode. And now it's getting wide, really wide, wide angles. It's getting wide. Not too many cameras. Yeah. Now it's movie level 4K cameras you have to have all like around. Subtext in that cinematography now in TV, like good TV. That's why HBO is always, you know, winning. They're pushing it, man. They're killing it. They're killing the game. They're always killing the game. But uh, it's actually perfect timing, unless you got something else to close with. I was gonna so just say go the other that. show that just dropped some new stuff on the complete opposite end of the spectrum. In every way. Instead of being HBO, it's a Netflix original. Oh. Instead of being cameras, it's animated. Instead of being a drama, it's a comedy. It is. Do you what? have a guess? That no? dropped new episodes? Yeah. A whole season. And it's a Netflix original uh, animated? An- animated show. Yep. Put, put the dots together. When I say it, you're going to be like, oh, I should have known. Big Mouth. Oh yeah, I, I dude. I'm not into Big Mouth. I haven't even Fuck watched you it. Then, I haven't watched it. it. I dude, just, I don't it's know. so fucking good. I just haven't watched it. So I this is crazy that these it. these parallels are hitting at the same time. Because it's a show about being 
in school when you're younger going through all the bullshit that you go through. There's a trans character as of this season, like episode two or three. They go through like being a gay kid when you're young or being the straight kid who knows a gay kid when you're young. Being the kid who hits puberty last, being the kid who hits puberty first, getting anxiety and not knowing what it is, dealing with depression and all that shit at like a young age where you have no idea what it is and they characterize it in such like anthropomorphic ways that are like monsters right like there's monsters there's like ghosts there's like they make like the anxiety is portrayed as a mosquito and they call it an anxito (laughs) that's pretty clever yeah or like the before that there was like a (laughs) a character that was just like what gives you like that makes you feel humiliated or like gives you shame and stuff yeah Yeah. and they call (laughs) It's the shame wizard, but he ends up being called the Shane Lizard. No. <laughs> and then he just goes with it. It's very funny. It's a good that's a good episode or two. I think he's in two. But then there's also like ghosts of um famous like Freddie Mercury is oh. like there's like the ghost of Freddie Mercury or the ghost of Oh my god, it's like a famous Do you think they use musician. Freddie Mercury because you're allowed to use his likeness for free, like anywhere? Yes, 100%. The only characters they've done that with are like characters that are of that era where you can get away or before that where you can, you can get away just with like that. open access. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. There's like a couple ghosts living in the kid's fucking attic and the one is uh, an old black jazz player who like if I said the name you would totally know who it is. Louis but Armstrong? I, is it like a famous like a real life famous? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I don't, I don't it know. It might have been Louis Armstrong. No, he's got that real signature voice. That's why everybody, you know, that's why it's like that. It's okay. He's the character is very similar, but he's a horn dog, and he's they're all every single character is a horn dog basically, and it's really aggressive. I don't know. They can get get away with anything. There's dicks. There's talking vaginas. They can get away with anything. It's animated and it's a Netflix Netflix original. It's not on TV. Yeah, I'm. uh, I should I should try to watch that. I'd say like, like when it comes to episodes? the best animated shows of the last however many years, comedy like post Let's Family Guy, post like we can't include Simpsons or Family Guy or anything okay. like that, or even we can't include like South Park because that's been running for a decade or, or more. It's Rick and Morty, yeah, for sure, and Big Mouth. I'm Rick telling and Morty's you. been around for longer than you think though because of because how they long. take such so long between seasons. Um, I heard there's yeah. a dedicated fan base for BoJack Horseman, which just ended its run. Yeah, I've watched a decent amount of BoJack Horseman really? throughout the years. Any good? Not really. Like, yes. Bob's Burgers? Yeah, Bob's Burgers is good. Yeah. Um, I don't know. BoJack Horseman is just... It has... It's, it's like it's a There's a lot of dry spots. It's very cold because it's, it's basically Will Arnett's, like, ego. Not saying that he created a show about his like from his ego it's a show like about what his ego probably sounds like if that makes sense like a funny like a realistic like satirical view on it that makes sense yeah and like what if that character was a famous person and that's bojack horseman Hmm. but i don't know it's just weird i don't Hmm. know well let's get into it then community tries on saltiest saltiest of the week who do we find to be the most angry or the most upset publicly or privately in our own lives. Um, I have mine. You know mine. I don't know if you have one either, but we could just both talk about it. 
I do kind of have one. All right, I'll go first. Let's do yours first. I'll, I'll make it quick because it's nothing much to say. Grammy uh, nominations uh, came out, and the weekend was not nominated for <clears throat> any Grammys in any categories, and he was upset. He took to social media. He wasn't like upset in a way like he was cussing out the Grammys, but he was just kind of like he was pretty. Oh, but he was pretty butthurt. He was pretty butthurt. It was clear he was butthurt. Let me. Uh, oh, R and B, perfect. Best R and B performance. So he didn't even get performance. Is. I mean, Beyonce, his live shows Boy, have Craig, never been anything. Echo and super... John Legend. Yeah, see, that's that's a hard list to be like. Yeah, I totally should have been nominated. Record of the year people. wasn't. Uh, he didn't make any i mean blinding lights was on was could be record of the year for sure could be at least nominated that's all i'm saying i'm not saying he should win i'm just saying give him a nomination album of the year i'll read off an album of the year. has he gotten nominated before yeah he got nominated uh a couple times beauty behind the madness did won, he win yeah Beauty behind the madness won him i think two grammys if, if he's won a grammy before or multiple then how are you gonna just go on instagram and start calling out the academy dude after hours is no, the Academy's for film, fully right? fleshed out. I'm not saying I don't. I would really have to listen to it again to form a super big opinion on it. I like it. It's a fully fleshed out album with a visual rollout. Him being beat up and like basing his images off that one dude, like that whole like. I mean, it's really fleshed out. And Blinding Lights is a good song. After Hours is arguably one of my favorite post trilogy weekend songs. The just not the remix, just After Hours. I mean. I think a nomination should have gone his way for at least for at least performance or at least something, but it's okay. I mean, he was salty. I'm not, I'm not, a, I don't think I'm a salty fan. I'm not the weekend, but I always just hate. It was a massive when, album. It's still big. He just released a remix with Rosalia. I think there's reason for, for him to think that he should have been nominated. There is reason for him to think that for sure. But I hate when people complain about not getting fake awards. Which is they a common thing amongst celebrities, whether it be actors or artists, music artists. Yeah. And it always pisses me off. Because in my head, I'm like, you know this is all fake. Like, you know it's not based off of the numbers that your album or song or movie did. Because if it was, you could just go look up who did the best numbers and they would get the trophy at the end of the year. It's not based off of anything it's only just based off of a group of people sitting in a room choosing who should win based off of who's in the top get this tier of celebrity the dude at the head of the grammys had to release a statement about the weekend about the weekend about why the weekend didn't get in it i think they just forgot about it <laughs> that's pressure yo if they had to release something that means that he put some pressure on them because that means i would assume a bunch of weekend fans flooded the Grammys with like emails and calls and all that, uh, like whatever association is in charge of that. So, so best R and B song. I don't know any of these really. I'm not huge in R and B right now, but best progressive R and B album for albums containing at least 51% playing time of newly recorded progressive vocal tracks. R and B. Thundercats on there with and the Free Nationals. Oh wow, they got nominated. Free and Nationals sh for sure should be Thundercat is. Probably here's, one of the just, best string musicians in the world. Here's what really matters. Best R&B album. Happy to Be Here by Aunt Clemens. Haven't heard it. Nope. Take Time by Givian. Haven't heard it. Nope. To Feel Love slash Luke James. Bigger Love, John Legend. Okay. Heard of John Legend, obviously. All Haven't Rise, heard that song. All Rise, Gregory Porter. 
You tell me you couldn't slip in an after hours nomination there? Yep. But that's okay. I get why he's angry. Huh. I'm I'm not I think that twenty twenty is just one of those years that all the official institutions are like it doesn't really matter what we do, it's twenty twenty. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's been some random things happening lately where somebody will tell me a story about themselves. And I'll be like, that's so out of character for you. The only time that could happen would be in this year. Yeah. Like, if you told me that a year ago, I'd be like, who are you? Yeah. But right now, it's like, of course you did that. Of course. It's, nothing's real right now. Everything's malarkey. It's the simulation's been broken. I wish. I hope we can bring back malarkey. That's, bring a, back. that's an older one. That's let's, like a, that's, that's not merch. like 80s. That's like 90s more so. Let's make some but merch. Like, Parents and merch the 90s. it up. Malarkey. I want to look up the like origins of that, but that's separate. So, my tries or no, my saltiest, saltiest. of the week. Um, <sighs> just the just the fact that Western New York and New Mexico are the only places in the continent in the United States where you can't get a haircut or go to the gym. <laughs> um, you, there's we, a couple other places. If New York was but, open, but there was, but we were our infection rate was as high as let's say South Dakota, North Dakota, the 56 percent. Would you still be open and cutting hair? 56 percent. One in every two people coming mm. into your barbershop could have it. That's not what that number means. That number I means know, that's that not half means, the people who have tested in that seven-day rolling average have rolling average been positive. Been positive. <laughs> we're at 10 right <laughs> now. You. We're 10%? Well, we're just below I 10. I thought we were, like, I thought we topped out at 8 and went back down to 6. I mean, I, I haven't I looked recently. I Like, today, yesterday? No, not today. But it, someone told me this at work a couple days ago. They checked. But this could that, be, that, there's too the much thing. floating information around there, too. So my... My saltiest was going to be the orange zone because the orange zone shouldn't be here anymore. We should have oh, so we should be been back. red in Western New York. Oh, you want to go to red? I don't want to. I think we have qual- there's numbers. Oh, we've qualified. They said if you had a seven day rolling average of being above this percent, then you go to up a level. Right? We hit that percent for red and didn't even get moved to orange for another day. And then we did, and I was like, all right, maybe it'll be a week from today. Where they'll, they'll, they'll count from that thought, day on. I thought right? like 4 p.m. Black Friday, give, wait till everybody's done. That's yep. when they were going to do it. Nope. It's still going, even though the numbers have now qualified us for if there was past red, if there was a pink phase. Now we're in pink phase. <laughs> Not like, pink. It would be like black. It'd be like skull and crossbones. Yeah. <laughs> if we if we were going by the numbers that they gave us, that they're making us adhere to, right. we should already fucking be shut down then. Not that I want to shut down. But if you're going to put numbers out there and say, if we hit these numbers, this happens, we hit the numbers, motherfucker, make I'm it happen. I'm afraid that they're not going to shut down till after Christmas, and by then it'll be way too late. We'll be in past the pink zone. We'll be in the brown zone. Everybody's going to be shitting their pants. <laughs> were shit. Yo, remember when everybody went and bought a shit ton of toilet paper and all the jokes online were, it doesn't cause diarrhea. <laughs> it does, actually. I've had multiple people who've had it say it caused insane diarrhea. Well, also because when they're sick, their diet they're they're just changing their diet. They're probably eating a lot of liquid foods, soups. It's listed as an official symptom. They're good. Mud diarrhea. Mud butt. Mud butt. You. My buddy, listen to this. I'm not gonna say who this was. You'll be able to figure it out anyways. Don't confirm it on air. I'll confirm it off air. <laughs> Someone I know was working out at the gym with somebody else. Uh oh. And instead of admitting, instead of admitting that they were having insane diarrhea, and that's why they were in the bathroom, they said that they were jerking off in the bathroom, <laughs> and because they thought that would be less embarrassing. Here's what, what that the tells fuck you about kind that. of psychos? That's what. I was, Here's what that tells I was you about like, that. That says person. something about you, bro. They've been doing that before. <laughs> 
it's normal to them. Dude, that's like, is that illegal to jerk off in a public bathroom? It has to be. Uh, it yeah, should be. Public place. If you get, yeah, that should be. If it's not illegal, make Think it illegal. About this. The Coney 2012 guy. Yeah, public masturbation. He got caught. It wasn't in a bathroom, but he got caught. Anywhere outside of your domicile. That has nothing to do with what we're talking. If it I wasn't in a bathroom, to, what the fuck did we talking I just wanted to say Coney 2012 so we would get more <laughs> internet hits. Ah. Uh, Coney 2012. Whatever happened to him? Does I he, was going to say, that fucking, that came and went, bro. There was one documentary and I then it was gone. I need to know if Coney has COVID. I need to know if he has it. I need to know if he's gotten it. Didn't he? Doesn't he not exist? I was going to say, is he gone now? <laughs> is he, I, don't, I think he's in prison or something. I think he's done so. Yeah. Regardless. Let's go into tries. A, we we both agree that Euphoria is a good Euphoria try. Euphoria was the general, yeah. I will throw in that um, Big Mouth on Netflix is another try, but neither of those that are, was our, yeah, are that our, our official try. That was our canon discussion. Yes. So what's yours? I have two. I'm just going to give a shit. One is just really me shouting out. Um, Two guys goodbyes had me and my roommate mm. Kalen over to their showroom recently. They op- they're slowly kind of putting, they invited you. Yeah, putting open a really. They're slowly kind of. They've been trying to get us there for a, a little bit, and we just haven't organized it. And then we finally just did. They've been transitioning this like space for like their showroom, and they're doing now by appointment, like in recommendations. Like we could go there. I could tell like people could give them a heads up to come and visit, and. We went there. I copped a couple shirts. I copped a shirt that says, oh, should I say this? I'm using it as a gift for my brother. Does he listen? Doubt it. Even still, even if he does, we're at the end of the episode. I copped a shirt, expensive, but I copped it, and it's from the 90s, and it says, drink apple juice because OJ will kill you. And there's a... Bro, let me... What size is that shirt? It's big, dude. That's the that's a problem. Exactly. It's, it's for your it's, it's for your brother, John, right? Yeah. And guess who, guess a, who your uh, only big friend is who's also named John? Me. Let me and there's buy a white it. Bronco on it, bro. I can show it to you. It's how how much did you pay? I don't even want to say it because it was expensive. Hundred? No, less than that, but still. Then it's fine. It's eighty bucks. It's fine. That's an okay they price. They had a rack in there of non-sellables, just this like just showing this. off, bro. There was some heat on that <laughs> rack. There were some OJ. Let's make an appointment. Let's go. That were insane, and then they had these jackets there. That were from World War II, that Ooh. American soldiers wear, and they bring while they're in Japan. They brought them to a Japanese like embroiderer, who like you know those big yakuza back tattoos, kind of that style of art, all on the back of it, and then it reverses, and there's a map, an accurate map of Japan, also like hand put in there, not for sale, insane. Like that's their 401k. Holy shit, bro! Some of the stuff they have, and they said that. Japanese people, tourists, or families of like, you know how UB's big Asian population, mm-hmm. they seek out, a lot of the students seek out two guys' goodbyes because a big trend in Japan right now is old American work clothes, work denim, work jumpsuits because the stitching is so specific and these fashion heads are like, they come in, they buy pieces at a time, like multiples. That's why they have, they have like a lot of work jeans from like the 70s, 50s. Um, like how that guy was getting like a ton of money 
we I think we might have talked about this last episode for finding original Levi jeans. Yeah. In like caves in California. Right. So yeah, right. So they used to travel a lot and pick up stuff. But yeah, they have a ton of stuff like that, like a lot of old work clothes. It's a very different, it's not gonna be your run of the mill. I'm gonna walk into the, you know, Buffalo Thrift or whatever they're called and just like some pretty old eighties t shirts, like some, or buy some stuff. Supreme or this whatever. This is like some real like old clothing that's dope. And then they also have pieces like the t shirts and stuff like that. And they had so much product, like they were like, you you had next time you come, just tell us what you're into so we can grab it because we didn't really know what to grab. Um but yeah, they have some really unique pieces and some of them they're like don't want to part with, which I understand because it's almost like an investment because they said that quarantine has kicked t-shirt prices through the roof because this one dude started this thing called the virtual flea where he'll invite vendors on a live stream and they'll have certain pieces that'll go up for auction he said that he was watching it and in aladdin like when the movie dropped t-shirt went for six grand he what said the fuck was up with that shirt he said it was a dope shirt but like it's so like like the amount of collectors like it, he said it's just been proliferating and it's insane. But yeah, check them out. That's my tries. Um, Hell yeah. They do pop-ups every I, now and I've then. Purchased Follow them, them on Instagram. Save the Rags is the name of their space. It's not quite open yet, but it will be. Check think, them out. I think I've only met those dudes twice and only bought one piece from them. And it was like a older purple Patagonia jacket that wasn't even like 90s or 80s. It's not like no. vintage old, but it was old. In the sense that I didn't feel bad about buying something with Patagonia on it. Yeah, I bought something. I normally buy at least something every time I see them just because I'm too interested. You want um, support. That's crazy that they're inviting you now. That means that you're, you're in with them. I want to have them on a past assault. I think we should do Fuck that yeah. because their space is perfect for it. It's I feel like I would need to dress they for did the it smart. The fr- front half of their space is completely like seating and lounge more. Like there's clothes and stuff, but it's more like set up to look really aesthetically pleasing for creativity and then the back half of their store is just racks of clothes i almost feel like i need to get my my dressing game up if they're going to be on the show like i need to come prepare it i need to dress you i mean don't i mean don't look like a slob i know but, but it's, saying, it must like, be I could, nice though like, i would just need this. a different shirt basically is what I'm they saying. have a ton of of stuff and even more stuff not even at the store yet Imagine just being able to just be like, what am I going to wear today? And just picking off some outerwear and just putting it on and wearing it for the day because you can. That's dope. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. That could be really cool. I'm always thinking of things like the plaza that my barbershop is in. I've always thought like, all right, let's say I buy the plaza and I because they're really like small units, like 900 square right. feet is like the biggest one. I think that's mine. So I think from there it goes down. And things that could fit in there, small personal training gym, tattoo studio and or a vintage shop are three that i've already thought of and that leaves me with four of the five slots taken in my theoretical future for this building huge i'm thinking about ordering a tattoo gun within the next week or two really Mm -hmm. john's stepping up to the plate yeah i got a bunch of people who want me to tattoo them for no reason i wish i could get a bunch of people who are willing to risk their skin just because i cut hair well i'll let you do something on my my back see why does everybody think that i'm okay at this already i've only i've never done any so why do people because you're obsessive i am that's literally written down in my podcast notes for today we didn't really get to it but the what i was gonna have as a topic was the fact that i'm obsessive and that I've been obsessively going to the gym I knew for two and a half, three hours podcast, a day for the last 10 days. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, 
You've been going to the gym two hours a day? Minimum. Bare, I drive to lock. I do an hour of driving a day just to go to the gym. Be careful, man. Hope no cops listen to this. It's allowed. It's Niagara County. Oh, in Lockport, it's yeah, yellow. It's, it's Niagara County. What gym is it? It's called Ultimate Physique, which would make you, make you think it's like a Gold's Gym Did you have to sign up not. fully or no? I did a day pass and then another day pass and then a week pass, and I just renewed oh, they're doing for a by, second week they're pass. They're doing by passes? Well, just because they think they're going to get shut down any day. So, wow, that's a lot of dedication because it's 40 minutes to the gym. 30, yeah. 30. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I'm there by like 7.30 in the morning, and I'm not home until like 11, probably, a lot of the time, just with the driving and with warm-up and cool-down. I want to get a cardio machine in here, but I... I can't, not yet. I I want. I saw a Gold's Gym bike new, mm-hmm. and I was gonna buy it, and uh, it just someone got it for, for me. But either way, what I, I was say, gonna say, I would say, move if you're getting a cardio machine, put it in there and put a bunch of stuff on the walls to well, look that's at, why and I then the eat erg, over bro. there. Your erg because I can fold it up. I would get rid of right where that uh, tennis table is. So table tennis table is Molly, who's my girlfriend, who's a personal trainer, rents space from somebody to train people out of, and in that room she has purchased and put in a squat rack a bunch of rubber flooring and she brought the erg and she brought the erg yeah yeah that's okay you could buy it off her for sure because it's there's no there's no electronics readout you'd have to replace that whole system mm, or you could just raw dog it there might be a phone app that takes care of that really maybe but i've looked into those computers they're Way less than the price of that erg, so it would be oh, yeah. worth it if Molly offered me something good for it. But either way, either way, um, what I was going to say is you are obsessive because back a few podcasts ago, more than a few, when we were kind of transitioning into the fall, I was like, well, cycling's not going to happen for John. I was talking about how you're going to get a new hobby for the winter. Yep. So here it comes. I thought it was going to be just getting back into playing guitar six hours a day, like the first quarantine, but the working out takes... And tattooing. Is gonna come up next. If well, that's your deep see, winter hobby, the one with that that I can't do for hours and hours and hours a day because I'm not gonna have that many people. You know what I mean? No, but you can practice. I get steaks and oranges and shit. You can practice getting that stuff on the tattoo paper, like drawing and tracing and physically getting that. Yeah. So you can do it quickly. So it's not a whole whole thing. Honestly, I would love to get into tattooing right now, and I'm probably gonna order the gun and all that. But with how I feel like I'm not going to be able to sustain all the hobbies that I'm into. Like, if, especially thing. especially once I have to cut hair again. Once I have to cut hair, dude, I'm fucked as far Here's as hobbies go. I've been thinking about having a whole new outlook on how much time I spend at the barbershop and, like, coming in late so that I can work out in the mornings. Like, completely reorienting my schedule just to benefit my hobbies. Because I can Having hobbies isn't a bad thing. I know a lot of people with zero. Their hobby is this guy it, right here. It's so weird that most people nowadays, most people don't have hobbies. Well, I would throw myself off a bridge if I didn't have... I've, I've made hobbies into multiple careers. Like, I don't understand Here's how, the thing. Your oh. phone is now a hobby because you can put time and effort into... Like, let's say you have a TikTok. You can put time and effort into that. Filming a TikTok posting promoting it commenting like that's a hobby technically i can start seeing that as a hobby which is sad yeah yeah you should you should turn yourself into the nearest detention facility to be put in jail but, but other than that physical hobbies shipbuilding in a bottle chess you know whatever those are anything think, athletic whatsoever yeah that one's not as shocking to me i asked for a chessboard for christmas actually do you know how to play 
Yeah. Oh, let's play some chess. Hell yeah. I you play got against board? my computer all the time. Uh, I have a board oh, in my shit. parents' house. You're going to destroy me if you've been playing against a no, computer for a while. No, the difficulty's not I haven't played since, like, not, high school. I'm not that good. Like, I know how everything moves, but I don't have, like, an opening memorized. I don't have... I don't have strategy memorized. Are you kidding me? All right, just making sure. Because I played against kids who have, and it, it's embarrassing. Oh, yeah. No, I, I'm not at that level. I'm not even near that level. I've played chess maybe 25 times in my entire life. Word. So, you have You have one here? Uh, at my parents' house, they have a chessboard mm. I can snag. Well, I'm probably getting a cool one for Christmas, so I hope it's a cool wooden one. Glass. We had a glass one. Glass ones are and sick. it's just gone. I asked my dad about it the other day. He was like, "We had a glass. You know what that one? Chess set? You know I was why? like, "Yeah, we used to play. Me and you, like three years ago, we used to play like every other time I'd come over for like one game, and you would smoke me." Glass chessboards are a definite instant sell item at a garage sale if you've ever had a yard sale or garage sale mm -hmm. someone's gonna buy that for yep. sure or just an ornate like antique chessboard that you might just leave and not play chess with you know the one that my parents is if it's still there is wooden so it's just like and it's kind of beat it's the coolest thing that my parents got when they moved into the house that they're in now everything there was like owned by grandmas and it just wasn't not everything there got donated other than one thing is this little table um, not large. I'm trying to think of an not exact. Not large. Maybe, and maybe three feet by three feet at the absolute biggest. It's a gaming table. By gaming, I don't mean like board games. Yes, but it's the top of it is a chessboard. Oh, nice. Like there's a part of it that's like a separate piece of wood that's a chessboard, and then the the drawers open up and fit the pieces of the chessboard exactly. But it's from like the seventies. Like it's old. That's huge. And it's it's dope. It's made out of nice wood. It looks like it was maybe handmade or well, something. Well, you already got a board then. Why don't you just order pieces? I don't live there. Oh. They won't no. let you take it? No. Oh. It's like a super that's like I said, it's the only nice thing they got when they moved there was it's like from the previous owners, I think. Hmm. And it's also where my mom my mom's a stenographer now. Like a court report. She in court, she's the lady typing everything. Oh. Mm -hmm. It's nuts. When did she start that? She just finished like a couple thousand hours of schooling and just got a job like within the last month or two thousand dude it takes she's been in she's been state? in school for like two years i think really yeah is that just new york or do you think everywhere is like that i don't know that's crazy i thought dude, it was like a civil service exam it's learning a new language basically because they're typing on something that is not set up with like the qwerty keyboard no it's like shorthand buttons and but there's still letters but all of its phrases all of its abbreviations that you never knew could be abbreviated like the set like you know someone will start a sentence in a way that's just um like example the other day mm -hmm. a lot of people will say that in the beginning of a sentence. oh the other day i did this and this so the other day is like two letters next to each other or like three if you press three letters at the same time it registers differently as pressing those three letters one after the other and that combination of three letters means the other day so everything like Tip it's all on this tiny little everybody. piece of paper it's sick it's actually really cool and she's probably gonna be making more money than i do immediately they get paid well stupid well they get paid as good as most because office jobs they are necessary super necessary and nobody wants that gig no my mom said the only people in class with her were like chicks that you would think are like in cosmetology school and a bunch of them had cosmetology license and like weren't good according to my mom told her they told her 
yeah, I went to cos- cosmetology school, but I just was never good at cutting hair or anything. So it's just girls who don't want to go to college, don't want to be a waitress, but... I'm surprised they're you just went right tr- to waitress, but go on. I mean, what can you do without a degree? I don't know. I mean, I do something without a degree, so I don't really know what I'm talking about now. Oh, how about this? What can, what's something you can do without a degree and not go to a separate schooling for, like an artisan school? Like you can do whatever you Harvard. want in America. Class mobility. This is the American dream. I'm just saying you're limited if you don't go to a secondary form of schooling, whether it be for skill, like for being a stenographer, being cosmetologist, yeah, barber, an iron worker. That's true. I think that's our episode today, everybody. We're going to end on Iron Worker. That's a good, Iron Worker. That's a good, that's a good one to end on. You can find uh, this show everywhere podcasts are listened to. And uh, PTS Podcast underscore 716 on Twitter. We're going to start uh, you know, doing stuff. All right. We'll see you next time, everybody.